Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com, or visit our Patreon page for over 30 more miscarriage stories, as well as exclusive content. Check it out at patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash miscarriage. It's also linked in the details below. Thank you for tuning in. My guest today experienced a missed miscarriage this past May and had a DNC and actually just informed me that she needed to have a second DNC. So she's going to share that story with us today. And she's also going to touch on the financial burden of miscarriage, which is really interesting and something that hasn't been brought up, but is very pertinent. So Kendall, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So tell us your story. Okay, so my husband and I, we have a four-year-old son, and um, we decided at the end of 2017 that 2018 was going to be the year that we were going to try for baby number two, and we were so excited. Um, I took my IUD out in February, and um, we got pregnant in March, so it was very quick. I found out on April 10th um, that we were pregnant. And I surprised my husband, and we were so excited. That evening, we um, picked up our son from school, and we took him to Target, and we bought him a toy for the baby and a toy for him. And we just kept on telling him that, you know, mommy had a baby in her tummy, and we were just so excited. Um, And at that time, I was four weeks and four days. um, And I was experiencing all of the symptoms, like super sore boobs and nausea and throwing up and food aversions and, but also starving. And so, um, it just felt like a really healthy pregnancy. Um, but at the same time I was experiencing a ton of anxiety, um, and this overwhelming intuition that we were not going to meet this baby. I could not shake it. Um, and around six weeks. Um, I planned our appointment for around eight weeks. So this was before we even made our first appointment. But um, at around six weeks, I was talking to my therapist and I just told her that I was having all of this anxiety. And she just asked point blank, like, you know, what, what do you feel right now? And I told her, I feel that our baby has already passed and that when we go to our first appointment, there won't be a heartbeat. And so that's just Um, a memory I have, um, that will be important. Um, so, but other than that, we told family and close friends, um, we were just super excited. Um, and then our first appointment was on May 7th and I was eight weeks and three days. Um, and at our first appointment, we weren't even going to have an ultrasound or anything. Um, but since we were the last patients of the day, I talked to my doctor into an ultrasound. So, I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Um, And we went into the ultrasound 
and he uh, was looking around in my uterus. And um, the moment we saw the sack, my heart sank um, because it was empty. And I knew exactly what an eight-week baby was supposed to look like. Um, so in that moment, like, all of my fears were just, like, confirmed, and I just knew. Um, but my doctor didn't seem concerned. Um, he's kind of chill. So he was just like, you know, maybe the dates are wrong, or this could be the start of a miscarriage. But, you know, he was like, as long as your symptoms continue, you have nausea and sore breasts, you're going to be fine. And um, you can come back in two weeks and we'll do another ultrasound. So I was pretty upset, but my husband, he was like, be positive. It's all good. So um, I tried my best to be as positive as I could. Um, and during the, those two weeks, they were probably the most excruciating two weeks ever. Um, we decided to share our pregnancy on social media. Um, and that's because... I wanted to celebrate this baby the way it deserved, no matter what the outcome was. And so we shared that, and um, my symptoms continued. Every day I made sure to squeeze my boobs and make sure they were still sore. I was still very nauseous, so um, that made me feel a little better. Um, and then on May 21st, we had our second ultrasound. Um, and I forgot to mention that at our first ultrasound, I was supposed to be eight weeks, but the sack was only measuring six weeks. So it was two weeks behind. Um, so at this next ultrasound, um, he measured the sack and, um, it should have grown the two weeks, but it only grew one week, um, which confirmed that, you know, the baby had passed and the pregnancy wasn't progressing. And so we talked about our options and I chose to go through a DNC because um, I was already, you know, carrying, you know, I was already feeling pregnant um, for four extra weeks without, you know, there not being actually a pregnancy that was progressing. And so I just wanted it to be over with. Um, and so we chose the DNC and um, we scheduled that for two days later. And um after the appointment, I couldn't say the words or speak about it at all. So my husband called the family and let them know. And I texted a few friends and we went to Target so that I could buy a stuffed animal to represent our baby because I wasn't going to have anything physical to grieve with. Um, and so that way I would have something to hold on to. And while we were at Target... In this, I looked up and I saw a woman with the most beautiful baby bump and uh, I burst into tears um, and began to sob. And so my husband, thankfully we were done checking out, so he kind of scooped me up and, and took me to the car. But that was the first time that it kind of sunk in that I wasn't going to grow that bump or that baby. Um, and so that was really heartbreaking. Um, and so the rest of that evening, we decided to watch a funny movie and, um, order some pizza and just try to relax. And during that time, the hospital called, um, to get everything ready for the DNC. Um, they called letting us know what our portion of the cost of the DNC was going to be after insurance. 
And she told me that number and uh, I just, I burst into tears um, because it was a really big number (laughs) and um, I felt guilty for costing our family that money that we didn't have Um, and also heartbroken that that money was going to be spent on losing our baby um, rather than a crib and strollers and cute baby clothes and all of the things that we were you know, hoping to spend our money on. And so I just remember telling my husband, I was like, I'm so sorry, you know, I won't do the DNC. I'll do it naturally, whatever. And he was just like, you know, this isn't your fault. And if this is what we have to do, this is what we have to do. It's okay. So, um, we decided to go through with the DNC. Um, so on May 23rd, we went into the hospital, um, and, We got ready for the DNC, and I have to say that my doctor and all of the nurses and all of the staff were so compassionate, and I was so incredibly grateful for that. The moment that they learned why we were there, they were just amazing, and so I'm so thankful for that. Um, After the DNC, I remember my husband waking me up, and I just immediately placed my hand um, on my womb. And I just remember this immense, overwhelming feeling of pain um, and emptiness. And just, it was, it was so excruciating um, to feel my womb that, you know, was supposed to house our baby and, and it wasn't anymore. And so I just remember that being extremely difficult. Um, and not at all what we had planned whenever I saw those two beautiful lines on that pregnancy test. So that was a difficult memory. Um, and then my symptoms after the DNC, they left after about two days. Um, but I will say that I wore um, sweatpants and this particular shirt into my DNC, and I did not change out of those clothes for three days. Um, which is embarrassing to say, but um, I just felt that as soon as I took those clothes off, they were the last clothes I wore pregnant. And once I took them off, Mm -hmm. then that was the end for real. Um, And I wore my hospital band and everything for as long as I could. Um, And yeah, that was the first DNC. (laughs) So how was the physical recovery afterward? Um, it was pretty painful. Um, I remember cramping and sleeping a lot. Um, and the bleeding was just, it took forever. I feel like, um, definitely longer than two weeks of bleeding. And so that was just frustrating because every time I went to the bathroom, it was a, another reminder that we were no oh, longer pregnant. Yeah. So yeah, that took forever. <laughs> so this bleeding continued. And then what? So um, a week after the DNC, we had already planned a little family vacation, which uh, thankfully landed on what would have been our 12th week. So um, that milestone that is so important, we spent it um, on the beach and everything, which was just amazing. And we felt so at peace. Um, And during that time, um, that vacation, I believe I started my first period post-DNC. 
Um, so I, I thought that I was healing perfectly. My doctor said everything looked good at the follow-up appointment. Um, but then a month later, um, on July 1st, it was um, my fifth day of my second period. So usually when, you know, your period's winding down. Um, it was a Sunday and I began to bleed heavily. Um, a ton of clots, um, just bleeding through pads. And so I called my doctor and he told me to uh, rest and try to wait it out so that I didn't have to go to the ER and then to come into his office first thing the next morning. And so I was able to um, get it to stop bleeding by just laying on the couch all night and not moving. Um, and then I went in the next morning at 9 a.m. into the office. Um, my husband did not go with me because um, he was sleeping due to working night shift. So I went in alone. And the doctor did an ultrasound. And he found um, a lot of like a debris or a mass that was filling up almost half of my uterus. So oh my gosh. It, was, it was huge. I saw it on ultrasound and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so he just quickly said that we're going to have to do an in-office um, suction and curatage or however you say that. So it's like a DNC, but Dil they don't dilate. Yeah. They mm -hmm. just do the oh, suction. Oh, just the suction. So, okay. Mm -hmm. And so he just got his equipment. And next thing you know, you know, the nurse is like holding me down and um, – oh. There was no not, um, anesthesia, no numbing, nothing. He just went in there while I screamed on the table oh. um, and did all of that and uh, said that he would send off a sample to see if it was from the pregnancy or something else. Um, and we did get the sample back, and it was benign, and it was from my period, no clue why. But um, it had nothing to do with the pregnancy, um, but... It was another financial burden because um, I got that wonderful bill as oh. well as I bled again for two weeks and just it was just drug on that physical process and emotional process. So uh, that was a good time. <laughs> wow. So what are your emotions through this whole time? Just like keep your head above water? Are you... Um, you know, you had mentioned about talking to your therapist before. Were you able to go and have any sessions during this? Like, what was that emotional part like? So I have never felt grief like this before. I've um, lost loved ones, but nothing to this degree. Um, and so this was all new territory for me. Um, I was able to speak with my therapist, and she was a huge help with validating my feelings um, and my husband was absolutely amazing with validating my feelings and allowing me to speak because um, we processed this both differently, um, but we both understood that. And so um, I just, it came in waves. Um, there was times of sadness and sobbing um, to anger and frustration to peace. Um, there was a ton of anger at others. Uh, for moving on so quickly yes like their life continued and I'm just sitting here like how totally. does this not affect you like this yes. would have been your, your niece or nephew or grandchild or whatever like um, that was extremely frustrating um, and so I wanted to isolate myself I just didn't want to be around other people because it just made me so angry 
Um, and then the birth announcements on social media and, um, you know, those brought up a ton of, especially the ones where it's like the baby's due in your due date oh. was very frustrating, you know, mm-hmm. um, very difficult. And, yeah. And then of course, avoiding the baby aisle as much as possible. Um, and also we didn't really know what to tell our son, um, cause he's four and he's very smart, but at the same time, um, I didn't, I, he's so innocent and it was just not something I wanted to say to him. So sometimes he still brings up mommy having a baby and, and stuff like that. But, um, we've kind of navigated through that and just kind of not talking about it till we hopefully get pregnant again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just comes in waves and I think you just have to, allow it to come in waves and let it flow over you and scream and cry and do whatever you have to do. And then it just passes. So, yeah. Not stuff it. Yeah. Do not stuff. Yeah. That's where I'm sobbing in the car or, um, screaming or, you know, whatever, but definitely feel it. You have to feel it. What else? Tell me more. One thing that I found very helpful throughout this is social media, sharing it on social media. Um, oh, yeah. Share that. I so shared... you had shared that you were pregnant, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Yes. So take us through that. Yes. I shared. Okay. I shared it um, after our first appointment. Um, and I just, on my um, Instagram stories, um, I was just like, this is what's going on. Um, you know, I'm pregnant and we're due in December and it's exciting. Um, but this is what happened at our first appointment. And so during that time, a lot of women just reached out and they just, you know, sent their prayers and positive messages. And then whenever we found out that we miscarried, um, I shared that as well. I just said, this is what's happening. Um, I shared the day of my DNC. I spoke about how I was feeling Um, I spoke a lot about my body and uh, because I gained weight. And so I just spoke about how I was um, dealing with that and coping with that. Um, And then um, every day since then, if I just feel an urge to say, this is what I'm feeling right now, um, I share it. And since doing that, I've gotten a ton of messages from women who have experienced miscarriage and people that I've been friends with for years. I had no idea that they experienced a miscarriage. And so it felt amazing to connect with women and just, um, you know, share this pain with them, you know, even though it's super awful, but we were able to, you know, swap war stories and just comfort each other. And it made me realize how common this is. And, um, and so I just wanted to bring more awareness to it. And so I talk about it as often as I can and try to connect to as many women as I can. That's really amazing because it feels easier to just not, (laughs) but it's very helpful to do so for you and for everyone else. So kudos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What are your feelings going forward? Are you guys, you know, ready? Are you hesitant? What is this like for you? We are definitely trying right now. Okay. Um, Yes. We've been trying for like three months, um, just praying that it happens. Um, it, it's been frustrating to have to start over and be in the waiting game again. Oh, yes. Um, but hopeful. 
very hopeful for a successful pregnancy whenever God blesses us with one. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, I guess I just want to share that no matter what you're feeling, if whenever you have a miscarriage, that anything you feel is valid, every single thing. You are going to um, have all kinds of different feelings, um, and that's okay. And to allow yourself to grieve in any way you need to and reach out to those that you can. Um, I'm always here for anybody on my Instagram who uh, just needs someone to talk to and just um, know that you're not alone and you're loved and um, hopefully we'll all have our rainbow babies soon. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Interested in hearing more miscarriage stories? We have over 30 more episodes on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash miscarriage. It's also linked in the details below. Stay connected. Find us on Instagram at managing.miscarriage, on Facebook at Miscarriage Nonprofit, and don't forget to download our free e-guide on our website, managingmiscarriage.com. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating so more women can find us. Also, listen to exclusive episodes directly on the Patreon app.